0: To Shtetl on the Shortwave, I'm your host, Tamara Kramer. On today's show, how do African spirituals and Yiddish soul tunes from the Shtetl converge? Singer Anthony Mordechai Zvi Russell embodies both worlds, and he'll be with us live from San Francisco. But first, 10 young people met in a community bomb shelter in Jaffa, a multi-ethnic and multicultural neighborhood of Tel Aviv. And thus was born the hip-hop band System Ali. What does home sound like to people struggling to live together and to affirm their very different and complicated identities? Stay tuned for a great music-filled show. You can download this or past episodes of Shtetl on the Shortwave from iTunes or at shtetlmontreal.com.
1: Amb- i like- <makes> to go the phone and la phone and
2: Мы из сети выступали, вы такого не видели, не слыхали. То, что у нас здесь на душе, мы все давно обзор читали. Слабо зармал ты, чайник, бал не брыка. а никогда не пустят и жени. Знаем себе цену, про это уважение. Наши достижения систематием на позику будут, чем какая инь Мы дарим людям экстремо дри налив
3: блин.
4: Yeah, mean,
5: it's
4: I'm not going be able מול בלבול קטסטרופלי עכשיו הגיעה עת
0: That was Ala Bali by System Ali. And a few weeks ago, I met with Netta Viner, a member of System Ali, at a community center which the band uses to mentor youth in music and self-expression. They call it the System Ali House.
6: We're in Beit System Ali, which is the System Ali House. Actually, so System Ali is a, is a band of 10 musicians mm-hmm. making music in Arabic, Hebrew, Russian, and English which is the sum of the mother tongues of the, the members. Uh, we all met eight years ago in a bomb shelter in Ajame neighborhood in Jaffa. Uh, it was an attempt to, to open a youth center, a community center, um, to give a stage and a place for encounter for very different, different voices, people coming from very, very different backgrounds, different communities, having very different stories to tell in different languages and trying to give a place for uh, creation musical creation or artistic creation that 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 comes from this gathering from this meeting which is something that was for us was not non existent actually in this geographical place like the separation is very very strong between communities and definitely if you're talking about culture or creation then then and th- there is no place for, for for creation that comes out of, of, of dialogue or of, you know argument or whatever it is. So at the beginning we just we came there. It was uh, uh, musicians or poets or people who just picked up a microphone for the first time, versus DJs or really you know educated musicians, and they all came into a room and started jamming, and switching uh, you know verses or or melodies or sometimes you know words or shouts or fists sometimes clashes but uh from this from this melting place melting uh, b- uh, bomb shelter there there is a group like the the core of it was this 10 people group and the reason to to like the the moment we understood that there is a group here like with very very different opinions or very different voices but the group was when um, there was a very very serious situation of house demolishing and evacuations in Jaffa and South Tel Aviv but then it was mainly Jaffa in 2007. And we joined the struggle for housing rights and against house demolishing. So the first concert was on the t- rooftop of the bomb shelter. And we just took out this uh, sound system and invited the whole neighborhood. Um, and it was the, that was the, the spark. That's what That was the start of System Ali. After we joined that struggle and started performing, the Tel Aviv Municipality t- took the palm shelter away from us immediately. Um, then, you know, the band started rehearsing, recording, performing anywhere we could, mainly street performances. But throughout the years, we also continued working with, uh, with youth in schools, in different youth centers, uh, mainly in Jaffa and South Tel Aviv and Batian, but also in different places in Israel, like in Be'er Sheva and Haifan, Rahat, Akko, Jerusalem and then three years ago we got this space, this classroom um, to build our own studio and, and have this small, this small community center for, for us to work with the groups.
0: How did you end up with these people in the shelter? Like because there was a threat of bomb or was it just was it for some other reason?
6: Like The bomb shelter was given to uh, an NGO called Sadakare Ut which is an Arab-Jewish NGO working in Jaffa for the past 30 years. And we were members of that youth movement. We were, we were doing our civil service there, some of us. Um, and that bomb shelter was given for this, that purpose of opening a community center, opening a youth center. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was in a bomb shelter. it was just this public space that we could use.
0: That's symbolic.
6: Yeah, it was very symbolic. So in this next clip,
0: Netta tells us about the roots of System Ali and how the city of Jaffa, one of the oldest and most interesting areas in Tel Aviv, is really the mother of the band. What are some of the songs about that you sing in System Ali? What are the issues that you rap about?
6: Because it's this this cocktail of, of rage and anger towards the situation here or situation in Jaffa. If we talked about house demolishing, so this. You know, this uh, issue of house, of a a house, uh, is really strong in our songs, at least from the past few years, talking about uh, the the symbolic house, but also the physical houses we live in, and about the need to to build one, to build a rooftop that can contain different narratives, different stories, not uh, living in this uh, situation of continuous silencing and erasing of, of cultures, of languages, of stories, of narratives, of identities. Um... Uh, so I guess that's that's the, the basic kind of, of rooftop for the songs, but people also sing about their love life and about their passions and about what they would like to see in this area.
0: Doesn't everybody have different issues? Like if you're talking about a Russian immigrant to Israel versus an Arab who mm. was born here, mm. what's like, where do people meet and where do they... You said sometimes people would fight, or sometimes mm. like where where's the connection and where's the separation?
6: I guess in the same places. I guess in, in exactly people are passionate about things that they feel st- you know people feel strongly about things, then they can clash. And sometimes these stories clash, or even you know the legitimacy to express certain ideas or emotions regarding this place or how people grew up here. But that's also you know that's 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 the hard part of our creation, but also our fuel. That's that's what makes it what it is. <clears throat> There's a song called Insa, which is in Arabic, like forget. And it started with a text that Hamad it's the tall guy there, brought, talking about the pressure to, to forget, to erase who he is. And then Enver Said who's a, an MC in Sistemali, who was born in Uzbekistan, and came here when he was 11, brought up like a parallel text about his forget, the way he deals with it. Uh, from very very different perspective. At the beginning, it was this huge fight between them, and then it turned to one of the strongest songs, one of my favorites. Uh, anyway.
0: Why was their perspective so different? Why was it a fight?
6: Because, the, firstly, because the experiences are very very different, and then there is the, this thing of legitimacy of talking about this place who it belongs to, and you know, and 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 the way people feel and what brought people to their the situation you know especially for for ideas or for emotions who are usually uh, you know not, not not you know it's not so common for them to be to be expressed this way
0: so in the end how does it work that like that somebody who's arab or palestinian can understand the legitimacy of a russian immigrant or to be here and their story like how does that work
6: because it begins with people i mean we we it's not like someone planned this band and said, "Okay, we're gonna get this Palestinian MC, we're gonna get a Russian singer." It's it just happened. We lived in the same neighborhood, so it starts with that. It's like we've been together since the age of 19, so it's like it's a, it's a family, now. But I guess the situation of being on stage with someone who who's not who's very different than you, and who probably speaks things that you do not necessarily you can't identify with completely. You 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 know you can't. It's not you. But for 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 to letting this happen, it's what L is about. Always was. It's about giving giving space to different ideas. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: So how did you choose the languages?
6: It was just the, the languages of the people, <laughs> it was just the okay. mo- the mother tongues of of people, what uh, they could express. So at the beginning, it was each person bringing the language he felt most comfortable with. But then we started switching or started writing together or teaching each other different languages. So in every given moment when someone sings in Sistemali, someone else doesn't understand necessarily. There's this continuous okay. <laughs> and misunderstanding is something we, we use a lot. So it's a big part of our experience and uh, you know, in terms of art, artistic means, it's something we, like the audience, will never understand all the lyrics. We've never met the person who understood all of it. And this is something we work with as well. Intentionally.
0: How do you work with misunderstanding?
6: I guess also this experience of not understanding the language that is spoken is, you know, something. It's an experience that's that's uh, it belongs to a certain part of the population here. Like there is a very strong language in the public sphere or the you know the, the the street signs or whatever it is, and other languages are are not and uh, the, this experience of non-understanding is, is, it's, it belongs to some of the, of the people in the population So, in, and the people who demand understanding usually w- w- are the people who understand only Hebrew, or Eng- Hebrew and English people who are not used to the situation of not completely being in control of what is being said at the moment, but this thing, it's, it's also a very powerful tool when you choose to be understood and when you choose n- not to be understood um, and when and why and to whom, and what can be passed without you know the, the, uh, the understanding of a language and, and working b- beyond these barriers, like in the album there's a, there's a song called Vaina, uh, which is in Russian war. It was written in two thousand and nine during uh, the Israeli operation in Gaza of Feruka was a very very hard experience for the people in the band because some of, our, of some of the people in the band had families in gaza um it was a very very hard time for us so this song was born then from that place mm-hmm. in our lives okay. uh, so another song is called Yafawiye. Yafawiye, which means uh it's slang it's like jaffaite it's like the jaffa language or the jaffa people mm-hmm. Um and that's the kind of the story of each one of us and how he got to Jaffa, which is like the mother of System Ali. Um some of us were born and raised there, like Muhammad and Muhammad and and some of us are immigrants who came here and found, you know, decided to come here to, to, to be to be in the, the city city, be in this place, so each one brings his own perspective. Yeah. yeah, talking also about the tradition of Jaffa as a place a place of immigrants, you know, in the nineteenth century or, or it was like it was called Umil Gharib. In Arabic, which is the mother of the of the stranger, of the immigrant, um, based on the of this assumption that if, if you respect the place you come to, um, you can you can practice any religion, any nationality, it's it's all good. Um, yeah, so that's that's something we refer to a lot.
0: So, System Ali pulls from Middle Eastern, Eastern European, Roma, obviously North American, and other musical influences. Take a listen to Vaina, which Neta explained means war in Russian. And we'll be back on Shtaddle on the Shortwave on CKUT 90.3 FM after this musical break.
1: انت نوصل الحريه وخلي ايدي بايدك عشان السيستم هون قويه وخلي ايدي بايدك كلماتنا لا سريه انا بكرر انت بتعمل انا بحكي انت بتكتب امسك قلمك ابدا ارسم انا بضحكلك انت اتسمع موضوعك ابدا افكر على مستقبلك بلاش تبيه اصحابك وهاتك لا لا تضمر بس احلامك ما انا كسر إسها افهم 12 سنه تاليمه من شغلة لعملة برأسك الملايين بالآخر يا ناشحين يا فاشلين بس ربنا شاهد مين على كل البنات مين بس ربنا شاهد يوم الجاغوني إنك Shamewa Keshlitsok, Ok
4: Ball and Nayela, no awkwardly, shake it as a mock. Kee ma shell it's lo ayane, zanik pavyzok. של rock, loata, baba I Me shonot, shonot, olela, echad matok. All that is left
5: is the shock. Spinning around the block of our souls like a hawk As our ministers mop up blood with theoretical talk They know you can't hear anything but fear When they're marking your body in shock Now on the left. On the right, all the kings are cons. In this political ping-pong, we ain't nobody's pawn. We are ten tongues restating our 23rd Psalm. Because in the persistence of resistance, system rock is a song. We're the screech of the chalk on the blackboard of the white and blue. Behind the long lines of lies, hides in our eyes what is true. We're speaking to you smoke from a fire no one ever knew. In our hearts, we're building this house anew. <laughs>
3: I'm going to
4: Er hat sich sie Stettel auf Shortwave auf CKUT 90.3 FM in Montreal.
0: Welcome back to Shtetl on the Shortwave. And uh, uh, we're listening to music from System Ali. That was a pretty powerful song. And of course, I could only really understand the, the English uh, lyrics. And it's, um, I'm so curious to, to understand what all the lyrics and their songs are about. So if anybody who speaks Arabic or Russian or Hebrew wants to get together and listen with me, and like, um, uh, I can explain what the English means. Oh, anyways, uh, I think uh, I think they're pretty powerful, and I'd probably—I mean, we might all understand a lot more about what people are going through if we could actually understand all the lyrics. Um, anyways, uh, we've been listening to Netta Weiner talk to us about his band System Ali. He's one of ten members, but really, who is he, and where is he from?
6: So my name is Netta Weiner, and I'm a, an accordionist and a singer in System Ali. I was born in a kibbutz, actually, in a kibbutz uh, called Givat Chaim, near Hadera, in the center of Israel. And when I was when I was 15, I joined this Palestinian Jewish youth movement um, called Sadakahayut. And this is and in the center of this youth movement, like the. the yeah, the center of it was in Jaffa, and this is how I got to Jaffa. I, I was I was obviously not from from Jaffa. I didn't belong there, but but wanted to or wanted to like this place. Brought up many many questions regarding the place I live in and the people who live here and, and what what it could look like or what it should look like or what, what is what is the yeah what what is the what is the house you want to live in if you are talking about a house. Um, so i started, started coming to jaffa when and after I finished high school i I came here I came to Jaffa to do my national service and I, and I stayed and that's my city in Jaffa like building the community center was was this service
0: so was it normal for like a 15 year old kid from a kibbutz to want to be part of an arab jewish youth movement i've never heard of this before arab jewish youth movement
6: yeah it's not so common actually like this youth movement i I left the kibbutz when i was six i grew up in a town called zichon yaakov not so far from haifa and you know growing up here as as a jewish kid in these in these places you don't get many opportunities to meet people who are not like you as i said like the separation is Maintained and is w- well done. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, like even other Jews who are different, like yeah. Ethiopians or Russians, or
6: yeah, and or or you know even between Ashkenazi and Mizrahi Jews, the separation is pretty strong. It comes from the same place, I guess. But yeah, when there is a, an Arab village called Faradi's just nearby Zichron, like the place I grew up, in. it was a combined group of kids from there and from there, it was. That's how it started. From the outside,
0: we hear that there's like cooperation between Arabs and Jews, and but some people say it's not really true. That's just a myth. It's like a like a small percentage of people. Yeah. And so, is it something that that is more common than people realize?
6: Um, I guess you know that there are mixed cities like Jaffa, like Akka, like Nazareth. Um, and and it's like this question is being asked about systemicali many times about you know, is it is it real like is it just or is it okay is it just a sign of like normalization like saying oh we can coexist but we don't talk about coexistence at all we talk about existence firstly um, because the reality we live in is still is still uh, very very violent very racist and um, and, and systemally is, is a mean of, of struggle for us. Um, It's not like we're saying in in any point, like, here, it can be done, it can be be achieved. Why can't anyone do it? It's like, I guess, the the fact that we're living together and creating together is, is a consequence of our decisions and of our struggles. And every time we get into a rehearsal room, definitely every time we go on stage together, it's a decision. Like, we have to make every time, every time. It's not like it's getting easier or more obvious. Not at all.
0: What are you struggling for? Like, what's your vision?
6: Hmm, I guess that's that's in our music. That's that's in the lyrics. But as I said before, like what, one of our first ex- experiences when we were working in in schools or with kids, we went to Enchik school, which was like a, a professional school in Jaffa where 90% of the students were either Palestinians of Jaffa or newcomers from the uh, Soviet Union. 90%. And the first thing we saw when we came into the classrooms is that on the blackboard it was written... You're not allowed to speak Arabic and Russian at school. It was like, let you know, that's an interesting place to start. Um, so, building that youth center and doing, making System Ali, like creating System Ali, was, you know, it was a bit like sort of a reaction or, or means of handling with this sort of reality.
0: When I met Netta, it was at a community center in Batyam, which is another neighborhood adjacent to Jaffa, where the System Ali House is temporarily working with youth until they finish building their very own culture center. Netta was mentoring three Ethiopian teenagers who have a group called BYT. This is just a few moments from their practice that day. (OUconic)
7: ואומר לכם נגמר ההצגה אני עושה את השונים עם חלקת ההוגה אמדודי יש השכונה שהחץ לכולם שווה ושווה אבל תראו איזה עולם שבתוך שכונתי אני לא מרגיש שייך מספר את המצב החבר אומר פרח שאול אותו למה לי באוזן שאלנו שייכות מרגישים כמו פח כל פעם אז אני אצרח לא מרגיש שזרח אני פשוט מוזנק שמה לא יש
0: so um, i asked netta uh, what they were singing about what, the, what they rap about in, in their group
6: three songs you just heard one of them was about racism. okay about racism here in Israel, racism they experienced, and, and, and about racism generally in this place, how it works, and about you know, about how, like the fact that no one from here is not an immigrant, no, 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 no one of the, of the Jews here is, like, they're all immigrants, so how can you be racist towards someone else? That's basically the bottom line. The other song is about their neighborhood in Jaffa, um, their experiences there, and again, similar topics, regarding, like, how you're being treated, by other people who were here before, like this place or claiming, claiming your own space. And the third one was the one in It was um, about their memories, memories from Ethiopia, and uh, how they grew up there and what happened to their culture here.
0: So they weren't born here?
6: No, they were born in Ethiopia. They came here when they were 10.
0: Ethiopians are still coming to Israel
6: or? In the past few years still, yeah, people coming.
0: So, uh, it's very important to them, um, the work that they do, System Ali, they started as a community group for youth and, and uh, working on people's uh, talents or merging talents, and that's how how they formed as a group themselves, and the work that they do with youth in Jaffa and Batiam uh, from all the different communities is, is clearly really important to them, and uh, System Ali is planning multi-city tour this fall in places like Akko, Jerusalem, Nazareth, Beersheba, and they'll be hooking up with a local artist and also doing workshops with local youth. And Netta says that although it would be very difficult on many levels, System Ali dreams of performing in R- Mala one day soon. And I want you to hear uh, the names of all the band members before we hear one last song.
6: So we have, from Jaffa, as I said, we have Muhammad Aghwani, and Hamad Mughrabi. We have Luna Abu Nassar, who's a singer and a guitarist, percussionist from Nazareth, actually. Liba Neeman, she's from Tel Aviv, and she's the violinist and a singer in Ali. Enver Seitsi Bragimov, who lives in Lod right now, who's originally from Uzbekistan, from Tashkent. Um, Jonathan Kunda, who was born in Ramat Sharon, who's a rapper and a guitarist in Ali. Moti Ben Baruch, who's originally from Herzliya, and he's the drummer. And um, Yehonatan Dayan who's the bass player. Um and he's from Batyam originally. We don't write manifests or, or speeches right now. We we make music, we're musicians. So it's it's there. It's like even about the question of how we what, what what's our vision or how we would like to see things. We try to make the music like we are to to make it sound like we would like to see it or the place we'd like to live in that's that's how it sounds
0: so that was netta weiner and thank you so much to him for uh talking with me uh and coming on to shtetl on the short wave and we're gonna hear what home sounds like for system ali or for for the members in the band in in this song Idi Alam and after we'll be back on shtetl with anthony mordechai zvi russell very interesting story he has so stay tuned Ты был для нас лучшим идеалом,
7: Но ты еще свой вечный путь. Тебя нигде не встречал с гладом, И то, что было, не вернулся.
2: Начинал жить, когда всплывай луна на брожу, по свету перед ногами избал моя листва. Тебе с плези благословно стын наиву. Я стою на одинокой волке бою. Тебя зову как ты однажды же выбрать твоего отца с пожеланиям, чтобы он забрал тебя с собой, но он знал, видел чувства в заскученных глазах и ты взял привернул существо в ужас. Я нахинулся на татали, а я кошух, но не с ти ластер, а лахти им хазер батуах. Я тавани, я давно мечу, так же, когда люблю в шарю. Навши бенавше хабоем, перестрива. А нашим завим, что тривут хаки делихют, лезут в рот и марбекас. كييف دماؤت اتسيفتلي لي خريوت نوت قشوت اتالي منتا ودي متلكه بتليصوح لو ايتريت قبل منتا ودي كوح كييف اخ ليقولت ياخدي ما العظامات بلي
1: خاكوح طيب يا ولد ان ضربه الحياه هيك جاي زي ضربه رياح بلا سؤال ما احلى شباب بس نسمع الناس صوت البكاء انا تحت الدفن من يوم ما راحت زاد شو حياتي صارت بلزو لما تذكر بمنظر بفرحته شجاعته تحكي تو جانب بدي احكي له ألمي بألمه
5: I'm not going to את able אני get the the ניסי הרק סביל שולחן השבת השעון שלך עוד מתקתק פיק כמו במלחמת ההטשה של הזיכרון בשכחה העתיד נקמץ לגרוף
4: the lope alcohol sharav, shelo le mal kabli bait, shepagash tirak arshav, lichtov, halomotal mehorat noi eviona, velashivat ye even pinaya av, shelo ayula the only time I
3: والدة الحرية مدون أبو بالهوية هي هي الدنيا زي ما هي وجود غيرت وغيرت الحرية التعمور صار بالأمة العربية إم حملت لحلعة حلالة سيك كيف وصلنا, كيف وصلنا لهيك؟ كيف وصلنا لهيك؟ دور ورا دور برصاص عم بعاني والأم عم بتعاني والدم عم في عيني والدم بنادي أنت أخوي الماضي والطيور البيضه بترفرف عالغالي ويا بتقول الله يساعد البادئ الله يساعد
1: البادي يوم سمير مات ما تقولوش عشان ليش ميتنا قاعده تبكي وما تقولوش عشان ليش عشان اليوم بلقيته ما تقولوش عشان ليش قاعدين نطلع مش شايفين عشان ليش سمير موتك كان غاليه يا امير اباتك بحياتك اباتك بماماتك حرض وقل لما عرفت انك روحت شفت الضوء بالسماء على طبعا فوتت هون غضب وحلم هون كان فرح وندم انا ليله ورا ليله بستنى تروح روحي مخيمه بنادي على وراي وقت العيد Это из-за пьяны А дародь бахну аяты
2: לא נעלמות, לא, בתוכם אני ממשיך
3: לכתוב
0: Sarah Minna Gordon of Yiddish Princess and you are listening to Shtetl on the Shortwave. Welcome to Ustedtle on the Shortwave. I'm your host, Tamara Kramer. Take a listen to this clip from a project that brings together Jewish and African American spiritual music.
3: Sometimes I feel like a motherless child. When
8: Sometimes I feel like a motherless child Clousinic blouser, clousinic lieber Sometimes I feel like a motherless child und deine little dicker more
0: the voice of Anthony Russell, our next guest who has an intriguing story which includes leaving the opera world, falling in love with Yiddish, choosing to become a Jew, singing African-American spirituals intertwined with Yiddish, becoming engaged to a rabbi, spending some of his summer in the Quebec countryside with klezmer fanatics, plus many more juicy details which we are about to find out. Anthony Mordechai Zvi Russell, welcome to Shtetl on the Shortwave.
8: Thank you. Right. That was so um, <laughs> succinct and captivating. I almost have to wonder like, who that was really about. It's
0: about you. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so where do I start? Um, what made you decide to leave the opera world?
8: Well, you know, I had been singing opera for around 15 years, and I was just very frustrated with the prospects uh, that seemed to be coming up for me as a singer, uh, because I have a lower voice, I'm, I'm a bass, and the the options for a singer in bass roles are relatively limited in comparison to the other voice types. So I always wanted to perform music that was more kind of uh, emotionally engaged, you know, uh, and it's just, it's very hard. Uh, to a certain degree, if you're an operatic space, because you tend to play supporting characters, you tend to play the father of the soprano or the villain, and I, I really wanted something that was, uh, you know, a vehicle almost for self-expression. So I don't know. It was just it was hard. It was very hard. Not that I'm not up for a good challenge, but after 15 years, I was like, okay, I, I need to do something else. Okay. <laughs>
0: and, and how did you discover Yiddish? Like, I, where did that come in?
8: Well, okay, so let me see if I can do this, like, in a, in a relatively uh, direct manner, because is a very circuitous story. I happened to see a film, A Serious Man. It was a Cohen Brothers film. And in the films, I heard this man singing in an operatic voice um the song in Yiddish äh
7: uh,
3: der oi in sind die drein <Sings> So
8: When I decided um, a few years later that I no longer wanted to be in the opera, I had remembered that I had heard Paul Robeson sing in Yiddish. And I thought, well, um, because by that point I had formerly become a Jew, I thought, well, maybe I should try to do something that is an expression of who I am now. As an African American and as, a, as a, now a Jewish person, so I started looking around for the Jewish, or rather the uh, the Yiddish repertoire. Of Paul Robeson, and I didn't come up with much. <laughs> I mean, he did sing in, in Yiddish, but actually it wasn't him who was singing in the film. It was this other singer, Sidor Belarsky. <laughs>
3: So
8: I started looking him um, up on the web, and I jumped in, and about three years later, here I am. I mean, (laughs) about, let me say, like last week? Yeah. I believe it was last week, yeah. Last week, I was in Brighton Beach in and, and New York, actually visiting with his daughter who just turned 94.
0: Oh, my God. Her name really?
8: is Isabel, and she's like one of my favorite people in the entire world. You know, I never had the chance to have a Yiddish Shababi, you know, but uh-huh. I, I have one now. Aww. I mean, when I go over to her house, she piles the table with food and if I'm not eating, she asks me why I'm not, not eating. <laughs> oh my god, Does she She's like, I noticed there isn't anything on your plate, so I have to make sure that I you know, I fast basically before I visit <laughs> her house. Okay. It's okay. been amazing. I mean, just kind of the experience of learning about this man's music and his life and, and getting to meet members of his his family. So
0: How did you meet Sidor Belarsky's daughter?
8: So it turned out that uh, a really good friend of mine and and colleague in things Yiddish um, named Shane Baker, who is a vaudevillian, happened to know Isabel Belarsky. So when I first came on the scene, and when I say came on the scene, I mean like when I had my first performance in the basement of a building in the Bronx (laughs) for about 20 people. (laughs) (laughs) He happened to be there, and I guess like he hadn't you know, there, weren't, there hadn't been too many people who had got up and done anything with Belarsky's music or maybe who even knew who Belarsky was. Um, there certainly wasn't any black guys who were like, hey, Belarsky, like, that's my thing. Um, <laughs> so he said, like, would you like to meet his daughter? And I was like, his daughter is alive. And he's like, yes. So he actually introduced me to her. And, like, it's one of the things that I enjoy most oh. in the world.
0: Ah. Huh. Uh, that l- kind of leads me to ask the question, why on earth did you ever decide to become Jewish? Are you crazy?
8: <laughs> Am I crazy? That is, a, you know, that's a good question. That's a shyla. Uh Let's see. Okay. <laughs> so, I grew up in a very religious Christian household, uh-huh. uh, and my training as a child in uh, the books that comprise the Hebrew scriptures was comprehensive. So I had a very strong working knowledge of the Hebrew scriptures. I projected myself in the way that children do. Um, Usually on video games and uh, young adult novels, I had the Bible. I projected myself onto characters and narratives Mm -hmm. in the Bible very closely. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt a great affinity with the biblical jewish narrative but the funny thing is that as a child it never occurred to me that like i could meet like a jew jews were like only people in the bible who i you know Hmm. distantly fantasized about while i was in church and it was so strange (laughs) because i was i mean if you couldn't tell already i was a very like unpopular and nerdy child and my brother was way more popular than I was, and he got invited to a bar mitzvah, and I had no idea what that was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I definitely was not getting invited to any bar mitzvahs because I wasn't popular enough to get invited to anything anyway. And I have no idea how I would have like assimilated what I was seeing anyway, but, oh my God, my mother bought this um, two VHS set of Fither on the Roof uh, when I was maybe 11 or 12. I watched it religiously. There are all kinds of things that, like, happened in that film that I had no idea what was going on because I was not a Jew, and I knew so little about Jewish history beyond the Bible. You know, like, there's, like, a scene where he's, like, walking in, and, like, he kisses the mezuzah. I had no idea what he was doing. I had no idea what was going on. Hmm. Um, Let's see, what else? It's Uh, interesting that your mother would have... When candles for Shabbos, I thought, oh, it's getting dark. Like, that's why they're lighting candles. Like... (laughs) a little clueless, but I was also 11, so I suppose that goes with the territory.
0: But it's interesting that your, why your mother bought a, a box set of Fiddler on the Roof. That's kind of...
8: It's a giant mystery. I, it still remains to be solved. <laughs> Especially <laughs> considering the fact that it was such a uh, establishing uh, element uh, uh, in my in my life, future life choices.
3: so <laughs> <laughs> Mm See
8: Beyond Fiddler, I happened uh, seven years ago to meet my boyfriend, it was a blind date, and he turned out to be a rabbi. So after we gotten really serious, he asked me if I was interested in converting, and I you know, very sincerely said yes. So that is how it happened.
0: Oh my god, like rabbis yes. go out with non Jewish people?
8: Well, I mean
0: I don't it was I mean I have nothing
7: against it. Was a it.
8: Date. <laughs> okay. no, I don't you know, know what every rabbi who goes out with a non-jewish person should be lucky to have somebody who is so well versed in the torah and fiddler on the roof i can tell you that's not <laughs> always happen but if it did the world would be a better place i, okay. have, I have no doubts of this but uh, you know
0: so what have you discovered about the jewish world that you never would have suspected while you were like a young a young kid or while you were you know singing opera in italian before you actually became jewish what have you discovered about this world that you never would have imagined it was like
8: how big it is Uh like how big it is in every possible way so maybe how literally how geographically big it is um how like historically and philosophically and theologically big it is and then how small it is at the same time. Hmm. I, you know, I've been um, a participant in the Jewish geography game any number of times. Um, it, it's just curious to me how close I can, I can be at any given moment, um, culturally and religiously. I mean, it's a little bit easier religiously, but culturally now, um, with any number of Jews I've never met... Um, I mean, that's the thing I have to say about Yiddish. Yiddish has opened an entire world to me as a Jew um, in a way that other things just can't. It's just, it's very curious to me. I'm not necessarily advocating that every convert to Judaism should learn um, Yiddish or suddenly become a Yiddish maven. But in many ways, it's the heart of Ashkenazi Judaism. So... The experiences that I've had as a convert to Judaism in Yiddish have been foundational and amazing and comprehensive.
0: Like, do you think that there's like any hope that Jewish people will reignite their interest in learning Yiddish, and, and how would that affect the Jewish world if they did? But
8: it's funny because it's a it's um, a part of a kind of an obsession that I have right now. I feel very strongly that there's not enough of an emphasis on arts, on ideas, and culture in Jewish education um, of children and of adults. I kind of feel like those things kind of get um, sidelined in favor of other more strongly expressed aspects of Jewish education. And for me... Those are among the most important parts of Jewish civilization. Mm-hmm. So, I've—it's like one of my highest priorities um, as a Jewish educator. And believe it or not, I am a Jewish educator. I, I, maybe I left this out of the whole thing. I'm actually running a b'nai mitzvah program at my synagogue, which is absolutely terrifying. Been, um, is that to
0: teach kids uh, for their bar mitzvah? Yeah.
8: Yeah. Okay. And um, I, all of a sudden I'm responsible for like 20, you know, Jewish preteens. And I, you know, in a thousand years, I would have never imagined that <laughs> would happen.
7: <laughs>
8: <laughs> so I can think about the word. I'm very dedicated to um, Jewish culture being the way in which Jews learn about their history and, and their selves. And in that sense, I think Yiddish would be a virtue because it has so much of um, Ashkenazi and American Jewish culture in it. There's so much Jewishness in it. I don't understand why it has relatively low estate that it does amongst you know, modern Jews today. It doesn't make any sense to me, but there's so much there. I don't know. It's like, it, it, like I said, it doesn't make sense to me. But that's me looking at it as a relative outsider. So, hmm.
0: I I, At this but, point, I would say you're not You're not really an outsider. You're, like, more of an insider than probably most Jews are who were born I'm Jewish. An insi-
8: I'm an insider-outsider. It's the best kind of place to be. You know, Moses was an insider-outsider. You know, I'm sure, like, when Moses appeared on the scene, like, people were like, well, you didn't grow up in a Jewish home. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, but, like, I'm a prophet, so shut up. But,
0: um, <laughs> Moses appeared on the scene, like, when you did in the basement yeah, in the Bronx. there was, like,
8: 20 people <laughs> in the basement in the Bronx, and he was like, follow me. And they were like, yeah, no, not so much. So,
0: um, Okay, so I wanted to ask you about uh, Convergence, because that's a project that you're currently working on, and I'm curious, like, yeah. how did you find this link between African-American spirituals and Jewish traditional music?
8: Well, basically, I had started um, trying to wind my way through Jewish traditional music, and by that I mean specifically music written in Yiddish and music that had um, a basis in folk music. And the more music that I learned of this kind um, the more it reminded me of um, the folk music of my own culture, of uh, African American culture. So I was intrigued. Um, and when I say it, it reminded me of it, like literally the melodies tended to scan the same, um, the same way. The melodies kind of shadowed each other, mm-hmm. or um, in a sense, they, they worked in contrast to each other. So it started with one song, um, Sometimes I Feel Like a Motherless Child, and that song kind of came back to me while I was in the middle of learning another song um, entitled Der Gamorre Nigan" about a child who is alone in Hayder, so like in school, and misses his family. So, you know, you have these two kind of parallel narratives about children who are separated from their families and are feeling this immense, overwhelming feeling of homesickness and alienation. Mm -hmm. And so what I started doing about uh, almost three years ago was uh, singing these songs on top of each other. So I would sing a song from one line and a song from another and then so on and so forth until the song was over. And in my mind, it was like this amazing kind of dialogue between these two children you know one black child and one jewish child expressing their their homesickness and their loneliness mm-hmm. um and i've been working on it with uh varetsky path an amazing klezmer concert who happens to live in the next town over from me here in california um i actually had uh, vietnamese with them last night <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> as were they um so it, that's kind of how it started
0: okay yeah Are we going to be able to hear some of this at Clause Canada this summer?
8: If we're going to be hearing any of it uh, at Clause Canada, it's just going to be me singing a cappella because I'm afraid that uh, Rescue Pass is going to be traveling over um, the course of of Clause Canada, unfortunately. But I do have a couple of amazing pieces that I probably will perform during the cabaret. Okay, cool. I have have one... um, that combines an early blues song um, called Trouble So Hard uh-huh. and um, a piece of music uh, from literally like from the shtetl. It, people used it. Uh, it was what people used to sing to wake up other people and remind them to go to services.
3: Okay. <laughs> okay. Ooh, Lord, ain't my trouble so hard. Ooh, Lord, ain't my trouble so hard. Don't nobody know my trouble with God. Don't nobody know my trouble with God. Went down the hill the other day. Soul got happy and stayed all day. Oh, Lord, i so hard. Oh, Lord, i so hard. Don't nobody know my trouble but God. Don't nobody know my trouble
0: but God. Ooh. Okay, what's your least favorite Jewish holiday and why?
8: Oh my God, wow. That's a... You know, that, that is quite the question to ask, you know, a Rebitsen. Like, I'm supposed to say, what is my least Jewish holiday? What is it? Oh, it's a Shonda. Like, should I really answer that question?
0: And do you really um, call yourself a Rebitsen? Do I have a least
8: a Jewish holiday? That is like, that is, that is a stumper.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to Shtetl on the shortwave. Thanks to Netta Viner of System Ali. And please come back in two weeks for more adventures in Jewish arts and culture. And we're going to go out with um, one of my favorite versions of Motherless Child. It's by Boney M. Stay tuned for Butcher T's Noontime Cuts. And we'll be back in two weeks on Shtetl on the shortwave.